everyone and welcome back to the Kick to the Crotch podcast. Uh, now this week's a little bit different. You may notice already that my lighting has gone a little bit strange here where I am in my office. Um, it doesn't like my camera at the moment, so things are definitely changing around here. Uh, but I'm currently going through a house move. And so it's been very difficult to put this into finding the right guests and to get them at the right times. So instead of that, for this week's uh, interaction for um, the podcast, what I've done is I have delved into the archives and I found a, a podcast that was done in the very early days that never saw the light of day. This is a podcast that I did um, with... Tom Davey, who is a guest that's been on the podcast relatively regularly. And so it is still a good podcast. However, the audio is very poor. This was really back in the day when myself and Tom actually sat at my dining room table. Um, but it is a talk about the idea of violence in society in terms of is it getting worse? So I will let you uh, go straight into the podcast. Uh, but it is myself and Tom Davey, we intro ourselves because it's an old one about who we are, what we've done, and uh, then get on with the discussion. So I hope you enjoy. There is no video with this. It is a, an audio-only experience. So those of you listening on Spotify, this will be no different for you at all, apart from the audio being a little bit strange. Uh, those of you on video, um, you just get to see my lovely face now, and then we'll go straight into it from there. But thank you, everyone, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. So just to give you kind of an idea of why um, me and Tom might have opinions and, um, you know, why we would talk about things like this. Um, I have spent the last 31 years um, training in martial arts. My first grading was to, uh, to Yellow Belt in Judo in 1989. And I, um, I have two diplomas in um, self-defense instruction, including in uh, knives and edge weapons as well as um, recognition for self-defense on uh, international um, governing body as well. So um, that's kind of me, and I'll just pass you over to Tom so he can kind of tell you a bit about himself as well. Uh, yeah, I've spent probably about the same amount of time training in martial arts over the years. Uh, spent 22, nearly 23 years doing just Aikido, uh, but I've mixed in various other things over the years. Uh, former doorman, trained in physical intervention. Um, for Yeah, so... Kind of a, a bit of a rough background in looking after myself and other people professionally, as it were. Okay, so as you mentioned it, that's an obvious one to kind of come into because um, uh, I've also um, worked in the doors, I have my door license, and you said about physical intervention. Now, um, in general, we're going to be talking today about general violence in society, whether it's increasing and how bad it can be for people. But if we use that as a stepping stone, um, the the way they teach physical intervention with door licenses, do you think it's actually of any use at all or could you pretty much put a monkey in a suit as long as they can pass the written bits, it's fine? Um, it is very basic and very simple. It's a, I believe it's still, the for door supervisor, I believe it's still just a two-day attend and do an exam. So it is three-day now. Three-day? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it has so gone up. It's gone up by one. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, it's very simplistic. Um, if you've never had any training before, then yes, it might give you some very, very loose, useful information, but you'd do better going and getting some actual training, in my opinion. 
yeah. rather than relying on just physical intervention training from a dual supervisor, of course. Yeah, because of course, I think the issue for me is that you could actually make situations worse if you try and use what they've shown you on these dual supervisor courses, um, especially if it's a big guy. So to put it in perspective, um, those of you that don't know me that listen to this podcast, I am six foot two, I've got, uh, I'm pretty broad, um, I'm a big guy. Um, if you are only allowed to use the physical intervention from uh, the door course, uh, regardless of any um, expertise I may have in martial arts or self-defense, do you think you'd be able to do anything about me on a Saturday night? No. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the issue, is um, the little caveat I put in there of regardless of anything I know, because obviously that comes into other um, issues if it was me specifically, but just someone my size um, that doesn't know anything, that's just drunk, and we have people protecting us, supposedly, um, both me and Tom have had to do this, but... It, what are nicely called as jacket fillers by most, especially older um, door supervisors, which are people that have effectively got their um, license because they couldn't find any other job. Um, so it's been paid for by the government. And they literally just are there to look like um, scary people in the doors. But if anything actually kicked off, all they have is physical intervention training from a door supervisor course. And potentially that could make things worse. Now, I suppose the question is... Um, is that an issue or is that the right thing? If we look in terms of the amount of violence there was 20 years ago and now on a Saturday night, is it the case that actually there's not that much violence or if there is, it isn't that bad, so it doesn't matter and we're just controlling people? Or is it just as bad or is it worse now? Is it, you know, what, what's, what's the issue there? Um, we are actually looking, I've said this before, we're about looking at statistics. I'm not entirely sure if it is worse or not nowadays. I mean... I remember seeing on like TV, you know, the older police, the show with the police driving around and, uh, you yeah. know, on a Saturday night and they had you know, a bit based in folks and there was an episode where they were in Tontine Street and this was 20 years ago, this episode aired. And there were people still kicking off back then. And I think, I think you hear more about it nowadays than you would have back then. It would have been just not reported or talked about as much because it was, it just happened. Yeah. But you definitely read and hear more about it, especially with like posts on social media and like social media news sites, you hear more about it. But yeah. I don't know if the numbers are actually increasing or not, because I haven't looked it up. <laughs> okay, so from your from your time working the doors to now as just someone in the in the bar then, what would be it's completely anecdotal, obviously, and it's personal opinion, okay. but what would you feel would you feel more comfortable back then when you were working the door or now? I probably would have felt more comfortable back then when I was working the door mm. than I would nowadays. Having seen some people on the doors these days, it's a, yeah. Um, having also been recently in a Weatherspoons pub and had to help and kick people out because the door staff were not that great and, in one case, weren't even present. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I've even heard um, times in Canterbury where um, friends of mine have had to get involved because the police were so slow in getting there. And, um, you know, staff being abused and there was no one else there um, or at least no one that wanted to do anything. And that inclu included some door staff that were there just didn't want to get involved. Um, so, yeah. Now, that may be that it's then the violence um, that we see now. The reason you're less comfortable now is down to you don't have trust in the people on the door. Um, now, 
the one thing I would say is the, uh, for looking at um, certain doors, and I won't say where, um, but in Canterbury there was one place that students did frequent that they changed the people on the door because of the fact that they looked scary. Um, which is possibly the most insane thing I've ever heard because um, I want the person on the door to look scary, um, regardless actually of whether they can do anything because the likelihood is is a lot of these fights aren't um, necessarily the by, done by the nicest people. Um, obviously, there are just some guys have had girls have had a bad day and just needs to they've just had too much to drink and they're getting to fight. But a lot of the time, it's going to be the undesirables, as we put it. Um, so they're not the ones that are necessarily going to kick off if there's some big scary ex-biker guy in the door that oh, yeah. um, looks like he will crush him with one hand. Um, and in this bar, they took off the two guys who looked like the epitome of old school bouncers. And one of them, in fact, had been a bouncer since the old school of, no, 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 we're just going to knock you out and deal with you later. Um and they replaced them with um, two door people who actually were so ineffective that when a bar fight happened, their response to the staff was effectively, it's in the bar, not outside, so it's your problem. Um, and so it's, you know, in terms of general violence, um, it could be that actually violence isn't getting any worse, as you say earlier, at least not statistically. Um, but because of who is there to protect us now, or what is being taught, or anything like that, actually, it gets a lot worse. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely seen situations where, yeah, definitely agree with that. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that same bar actually, I was told, I, and surprisingly, I was told this by the person that did it. One of the door staff during a fight that he was trying to control accidentally put the other doorman into an arm lock, not realizing who he was. Um. It's easily done in the heat at the moment, to be honest. It is. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. You've got to give a little bit of leeway, but you'd have hoped that they would have some... Some social awareness. And... Yeah. Yeah. Kind of something to, to, yeah. to stop that happening. But uh, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be the case. I mean, um, now, in terms of violence in general, um, obviously, we've had saying, you know, statistically, there's not necessarily an increase in violence, or at least we can't see it. Um do you think, though, that the violence, rather than just the numbers, the violence is more extreme? So we have now, um, obviously, chemical attacks. We have seemingly a lot more knife crime, although, again, that can just be down to social media. There was a stabbing in Canterbury the other day, during the day, actually, as well, which seems rather insane. Um, which, I mean, personally, from at least 10, 15 years ago, if there was a stabbing, I wouldn't have expected it to be done in broad daylight, um, opposite a taxi rank, which is what happened, um, which is a pretty it's a decent um, thoroughfare through there. Um, so do you think it's um, just social media and, and just the move to maybe the way we consume um, media now? Or is it actually the same amount of crime, but now, no, we're just going to stab you or throw acid on your face? Um, I think... The trend seems to be aiming more for the latter, given what's going on. Well, you know, the Canterbury incident was actually, you know, yeah. broad daylight for the... Uh, up in London, repeatedly, in the news recently, so the whole Narble Tusk incident, which... Yeah. How that became a thing, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 
there is normally wouldn't have happened middle of the day on a weekday or even a weekend. It wouldn't have been middle of the day in the daylight. If stuff happened, it would have been late e- early evenings and or middle of the morning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it can be. Um, I don't know about you. I think it, for me, at least, I do get numbed to it a little bit because. Um, Obviously, having wet the doors, having um, taught self-defense and, and martial arts for, I've taught it for as long, so I've taught it for about eight, nine years now, but having done it for about the past 30-odd, um, I think there's a tendency, at least in my mind, to not really take it in. So when I was in, uh, now this may be a, a slightly um, backward way of putting it, but I was in Israel recently, and I was in Tel Aviv. And it was half eight, uh, no, sorry, half ten, eleven o'clock at night, pitch black, and I was like, "Yeah, I just gotta, gotta go for a stroll." Um, now, I think that maybe I do the same in um, in England, and whether that's a good thing or not, whether I'm just um, oblivious to things, because although I see a lot of violence social media anyway, um, I never seem to see it one on one a lot. Um, whereas I think maybe when I was in the doors or when I was in the pub trade, I did. Now that's possibly just because I was in the pub trade and on the doors, but, um, yeah, it, it, I seem to, to miss a lot of it. And also I think there's possibly some subconscious arrogance of, well, it doesn't actually matter if someone attacks me, sod them. Um, yeah, which there shouldn't be. And if any of my students are listening to this for the love of God, don't think that way. Um, you know, don't walk alone at night, be with people, all of that stuff that I tell you constantly. I realise mm-hmm. it is a case of do as you're told, um, do, do, do what I do. Not say <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, I think there is some underlying arrogance there as well. And possibly that's the case across the board with a lot of people, even potentially those door staff that we were saying about, which is why they, they feel that they can just stand at the door looking big because they've spent, you know, the better part of 20 years working out in the gym, but, you know, can be knocked over by a, a gust of wind. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's interesting the way that um, violence works. I mean, certainly the worrying thing for me in Canterbury is when I was, oh, uh, this was about two, three years ago when I was teaching um, the self-defense and well-being society, um, within about five weeks, we had one girl who had to use um, some of the technique to put someone down when they were in um, chemistry in Canterbury. Um, you know, they had to, they literally had to effectively um, put this person into a wrist lock and take them to ground and just shout at them until they went away. Um, the thing that amused them was the fact that um, they hadn't been doing it for very long and so they'd not even really you know they hadn't mastered it but they, they had only effectively done one or two wrist locks and they said it was quite amusing because the person that grabbed them grabbed them in almost exactly the right way for them to just put them on the ground and make it look like they knew a lot more um so certainly i you know that's, that's a direct thing for, of, of my students from a few years ago that suddenly had to had to use it and I've had other phone calls from people to three o'clock in the morning just excited going oh my god it worked and I'm like well why the hell did you have to like could you have not walked away and it was like no there wasn't the choice um so I don't know I don't know what about with your students have you found um, or people you train with have you found anyone that's 
you think maybe it's increased or, you know, they um, avoid because they're not doing? Again, you know, normally first ring teachers are the standard. Yeah. If you can get away from it, get away from it. Yeah, it's not yeah, worth it. Um, but we've had uh, in Ashford um, a couple of years ago, uh, one of our students uh, met up with his other half and after training and walking back. And on the way back from training was mugged at knife point. Right. And so he kind of did the smart thing and just handing over his wallet. And, you know, yeah. and, that, and then afterwards came, you know, the other week came back to me and my instructor and then made the mistake of going, going up to my instructor and going, and, oh, and what would you have done if, if he'd done this? My instructor then showed him what would happen, and we needed the um, the in club dentist at that point. Uh, completely accidental, with it. but um, yeah, it's the fact that normally you wouldn't have heard about this sort of stuff happening. But it's yeah, I've seen we've had people who police officers have come to us to train, and we've had you know, oh yeah, I've had to use this on so forward. Um, one of the guys was on a raid and used one of our techniques while holding a shield and stuff, so it's. To some, it sounds almost bizarre, like it's out of some kind of TV show. Yeah, it does. It sounds like the sort of thing you like a Marvel TV or Netflix mm. series, where you know, it just it just kind of happens. For, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. what about yourself? I mean, from for me, I've had two people try to stab me in the past. Um, I st- still have a, a a scar from one of them. The sod, because uh, yeah, I will I will point this out now again for anyone that's listening. Um, despite what certain martial arts or certain techniques may tell you the likelihood is you will probably get cut now you might be lucky and you might not but you want to make your arms and your body as unhelpful as possible for them to stab or to cut because the likelihood is someone slashing and just going for you there is no catch-all technique that stops someone and a lot of the time it's not actually even about technique it's about talking them down it's about knowing where to move, how to move, how to get away from them, and just being aware of the situation rather than anything else. So please don't ever look at something on YouTube or even something that me or Tom might teach and assume that will work every time. The things that are taught generally by martial arts um, are very static and it takes a lot of adaption. Now the reason myself and I think Tom's gonna say that about interaction as he had, um, we're able to get out of things is because We've had a lot of time to know how to adapt movements that we know, um, along with just general awareness. So that's become inbuilt, and it is about muscle memory. It's not like we're having to run through our training or run through a Jason Bourne film in our head to figure out what to do, because that doesn't work. It, it just becomes muscle memory. So, sorry, I was... Yeah, no, no, um, yeah, I, I also have a scar. Uh, I've got, in fact, I've got two layers of scar. I've got... Uh, the first layer of it is from an accident involving a pair of scissors uh, from years and years ago at right. a table that was just an at-home accident. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, as I found out, one size fits most is the uh, standard issue stab vest for working on doors, especially in London. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, um, guy decided to have an issue with me and the other the female member of door staff who were refusing him access to the, to the uh, venue and pulled a blade mid scuffle and yeah it slipped off of the vest and yeah you know didn't hit anything vital because i was wearing a vest obviously but it still glanced off and caught me yeah clarity everywhere and got a nice payout from that job um yeah. and that was pretty much the job where i my last but it was like i think a week before i needed to renew my uh license anyway so i kind of went yeah i've kind of had enough of this now <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had to use it several times, even on the doors and not on the doors, unfortunately. But again, yeah, it's you know, it's it's never a oh, I'm using this technique from this cata. This it never works that way. You you have to you know move out of the way and pay attention to what's going on around you. I've, I've got halfway through. Um, a guy took an issue with me crossing a zebra crossing once when I had legal right of way, <laughs> uh, just because he was running late. Uh, got out, started swinging at me. Uh, got halfway through a technique. Next thing I know, I felt was this nice crunching as his shoulder or collarbone dislocated, while he ended up face planting into the side of his van that I'd completely forgotten was next to me. Right. Um, and yeah, at that point, I kind of let go, step back. You know, kind of what. Yeah, you know, swung about four or five times. I'm like, borderless, borderless, borderless. Fuck it, and just Gen- general awareness there, guys. That yeah. the van is there. Van is there. So yeah, <laughs> I've done it. I've done it, and just yeah, I forgot that I was throwing him into. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't his van, it would have been oncoming traffic technically. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the yeah, the, the awareness and everything like that is one of those things. It's not really. It's, yeah. it's teachable, but it's it's not at the same time. Like it's it's teachable. We, uh, myself, Tom, everyone else that's that's around here. There's a lot of decent instructors around here. There's a lot of charlatans as well, guys. So you know, yeah. do check. Um, but there's a lot of decent instructors around here. Um, but they can teach you how to be aware, almost. Or you know, there's the traffic light system with the Self Defence uh, Federation um, and All Stars Martial Arts Association that teach you the traffic lights. Um, they may be one of the pioneers of it, I think, but that's actually you now a general thing that's used by a lot of people um, of you know levels of awareness. But in terms of actual awareness, just resistance training and things like that um, are the best bet. Try and get some, you know, in training, try and get someone to to attack you. Um, you know, those of you that have been training me for a while will know that I like to chuck a helmet on someone and just get them to attack you. Um, and now you know they've got a helmet on. There's 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 more options. Um, sorry, guys. Anyone that's listening, we do have a dog in here with us. Um, so that random noise there is just the dog hearing a noise two miles away. Um, but yeah. So um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to um, think in in general um, violence or you know um, anything people should be aware of or anything. You know, I'm just trying to think a part of modern. Um, issues or current issues and apart from Canterbury that's the kind of main one for me um, or potentially actually the issue of um, chemical attacks because what the hell do you do there? Yeah that's always a um, my instructor has done several scenarios and anytime you've touched on teaching self-defence stuff you know he runs up with this nice little scenario of a small child comes at you and names a water pistol at you and you punch him in the face was that self-defence? Yeah uh, so like, I'm slightly you know, yeah, yeah. turning it out here. could you argue it's self-defence well some people would say no it's not self-defence but how do you know it's not battery acid in that water pistol yeah <laughs> and I mean yeah I, I, so um, I went and trained in, uh, up north yeah Midlands north uh, a few years ago north of with um, yeah north of the t- well I'm, I'm from West Sussex so just north of um, Crawley really um, but uh, you know, I, I went and trained with um, with people up there, um, and the guy was ex-Israeli Defence Force, um, and one of his more senior students um, was a copper up in um, Salford, up in Manchester, and his response to things like that, and especially knife crime, was if an eight-year-old has a knife and they come at you, it, they're, they're an adult, that's it, it doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, it is, it is definitely kind of um, subjective for different people, but... It's it is interesting because obviously there's 
there's potentially more of a culture now. I mean, I don't think I ever remember thinking, okay, I mean, it's slightly different for myself. I can't remember what, exactly where you're from, whether you're local or not. No, but well, I mean, I'm very f- local, <laughs> right? So I mean, I'm from I'm from West Sussex. I have an incredibly privileged background. I'm from middle class area. You know, I, I was born and raised in Nicholas Soames's constituency. You know, Churchill's grandson. I could, I, you know, white male educated. I come from a very, very middle class background. So potentially it's just because of that, but I don't remember a time at all when I was growing up where it was ever suggested by friends or in the media or anything that carrying a knife would be a good idea. And that certainly seems to have changed. Um, I I mean, I literally, I can't think of anything. Um, And for the love of God, don't carry knives now, guys. If you're worrying about knife crime, don't carry a knife. The statistics state... If you carry a knife, you are more likely to get stabbed. Buy so, yeah, buy your own <laughs> knife because you're carrying a bloody knife. Don't do it. Um, but the culture seems to have changed. And I don't know in, in Kent because I always see Kent as relatively rough. I may just be being pretty snobby. Um, but it, I think like, I'm, like I'm, anywhere it has its, it has its place. Yeah, I'm comparing. I mean, I've lived in different places in the UK, but before I lived in Kent, I lived in Staffordshire, though potentially more rough. Um, it's still 1950s values, so it's, you know, have a fist fight, knock, knock one of them out, slam them against the wall, then go inside and have a pint, you know, and you won the fight, you owe, you owe them the pint. But, um, I mean, I don't know about your childhood, did you, can you think of any time when it was suggested or you saw someone with a knife or anything like that? Um, no, I mean, I, my nam was a trained judo, judo pad and judo instructor, so I kind of grew up with the, oh, if you get picked on the school, here's a few things you can do, kind of mm-hmm. stuff that I think most people who... Well, parents who've done martial arts would have done that anyway yeah um and plus you know bullying's universal doesn't matter where you go um but i never at any point during my childhood thought you know about the need or want to carry anything to defend myself no it's it's only recently in the last i'd say only in the last five years i've known people start talking about even like having everyday carries and stuff like that it's like yeah it's a very well even raised it's very american yeah, it's yeah. very American though. Everyday carrying, like, I've heard people saying, "Oh, I've, I've got an EDC," and it's like, "So you're carrying a firearm?" Because that's where my mind mentally goes. Because yeah. that's where it originates from is American firearms. Mm. Um, but the fact that people are now, I know people who are now walking around with blades in their pockets, and I'm like, every time I see it, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's as you're bringing the you're bringing the weapon to potentially yeah. be. If not even just taken off you and used against yourself, you're more likely in the heat of the moment to a cut yourself. Yeah. If you're using it because adrenaline kicks in, if you're not used to training, yeah. You tunnel vision, you're not going to pay attention to everything that goes on. You're no. going to, you know, adrenaline, as they say, is brown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's you're not going to be paying attention to everything until after the fact, and about 10, 20 minutes later, then you realise you sliced your arm open on something. Yeah, and I mean, um, you throw the guy headfirst into van or whatever happens. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's the thing is, I mean, if the other person has a knife, I've never quite understood um, how people believe that carrying a knife is going to help them. Now, I mean, I don't believe in carrying a gun, and I'm very much against the the. Actually, I'm not against the the Second Amendment in America because if you read it, it doesn't read like people interpret it. But I'm very much against the musket and yes, I'm I'm somewhat against the you know I'm very against the 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 carrying of of guns in America. But at least I can see some logic. 
you know, if you're if you're brought up on westerns um, in America and it's you know it's the quick draw, then the logic could, should say, okay, well, if I'm just quicker with my gun, I win. That's fine. There's no logic in terms of knives. If they pull a knife, it's already live. Yeah. There's no pulling back a hammer. There's no taking the safety off. It's already live. It is far more dangerous to you up close than even a gun is because of the, the speed at which you can do things. And there's a, there's a myth, I think, um, surrounding things of, oh, well, it's only if they can use a knife. Everyone, Everyone can, can use, use a knife. A knife. <laughs> it's, if you, in fact, potentially people that quote unquote can't use a knife um, are probably more dangerous than someone that's trained with a, with a knife because at least someone that's trained with a knife, you can recognize the patterns to a point. Someone that isn't will just flail at you, and then what the hell do you do? So I never quite saw the logic of, oh, well, I'm going to carry a knife because apparently I'm now out of um, uh, a Jason Bourne film or, or John Wick, and I can, you know, stop every bl- knife blade with my own blade, you know, that suddenly they've been doing a, a screamer in Filipino martial arts for 20 years, and they're, they're fantastic. Um it's it's really weird. Like mm, the response, yeah. as well as the increase in it, is just really weird to me. Um, but so, have you seen and heard more? So, do you think the increase in knives being carried is that something you think? Because I remember going back to the beginning, you were saying about um, crime potentially hasn't increased. Um, it's just social media. So, do you think the idea that knives are being carried more is that? Um, something you've seen on social media, so that's the way you think, or is it something you kind oh, of? I you know, definitely think that more people are carrying yeah. knives these days because I know fat more people are carrying knives these days. I know people, my friends, who I, yeah. no matter how many times I have a go at them about it, will leave their house with some form of blade in their pocket. Yeah, and not using, not because they need it for work. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it's yeah. I know in fact there are people who are carrying it because I think uh, in a dis- defensive situation, it's like which is never going to work the way they think it does, no matter what I tell them. Um, but they still still carry it and still believe it. Almost, almost like believing the myth that yeah. you know, having this is going to help them if something hits a fan. Yeah. Which, it doesn't work like that. As you said, it, we're not Jason Bourne, we're not John Wick. I mean, even, even John Wick, how many times does he get stabbed oh, and shot God, in his yeah. own film? Yeah. In the fights, he gets beaten the hell up yeah. repeatedly. Yes, he carries on going and gets patched up, but even in his films, they are more realistic than some films, I'd say, because at least he gets repeatedly sliced up in the knife fights, to a degree. Yeah, and I mean... There's I'm not possibly, just saying that as someone who works no. doing and I mean, fights. Yeah, sorry, there's, there's <laughs> the, the additional thing that wasn't mentioned is um, Tom works on, um, you know, films, TV and, and YouTube and stuff doing... Um, Kind of stunt choreography for fights or fight choreography. I can never remember the right term. Um, um, fight one, of, one of them, yeah. One of so, them. Um, low level stunt guy, kind of. Yeah, I mean, thing. the thing that should probably be mentioned there is that the people that direct um, John Wick are martial artists. They yeah, martial artists on, and stuntmen. Yes, they worked on um, the Matrix with him. Um, so, much as there may be some, you know, issues with the John Wick films in terms of actual fights. Um, <laughs> Well, not not necessarily the fights, the length of the fights, the definitely, of the fights, obviously, and the fact that he survives, you know, certain things yeah, that he, he shouldn't. shouldn't um, but getting stabbed, you know, there's some reality there of even the guys that's directing going, yeah, but 
he's still going to get stabbed. He's he he can survive this. We'll make him survive this because plot armor. But yeah, but <laughs> he has to get stabbed at this point. He's not inhuman. Um, you know, the person that basically is inhuman isn't inhuman, and there's you know there's some realistic um, things there because the guys are martial artists and, and stuntmen, like you say. So. Um, you know, even in those films, but there, there's this just seems to be this thing, and I, I, I also think in general, um, even if we move away from knives, because um, although I have the experience with knives and edge weapons, um, which guys, if you're listening, of course, don't assume I'm just going to come in with some kind of samurai and we're going to be doing against that. It's not. <coughs> it's really not. I know that's what some of you really want. It's not going to happen. It's basically a seminar with a couple of things that we're we're practicing. That is it. Because again. On a Jason Bourne film, um, but if we move away a bit from from that um, into general stuff, then do you feel I'm I'm a little bit biased I feel here, but do you feel the increase in fights on TV? Um, I'm speaking I'm thinking specifically of certain areas. Um, do you think they have made violence worse as well as everything else? You know, there's, there's other issues. You know, social socioeconomic issues. Various things like that, obviously, that you know, or, or general things that have made people behave the way they do. But do you think there's been an increase or a change in people's behaviour and acceptance of violence because of not just the fake violence that we see, such as John Wick, Jason Bourne, James Bond, or the rest of them that are you know the amazing people that always survive, but also the very real violence in terms of boxing. UFC um, and you know even even some of the, the, the Japanese ones I can never never remember the name of um, that are more on TV now. Um, do you think pot- potentially people have just gone? Well, you know, it's fine. I can make a career of this. In fact, you know, I I can just go and and do this, um, forgetting the fact, of course, there are rules in those sports um, which are sports. Um, do you think maybe that's given people a free reign to act like dickheads, basically. Um, it shouldn't do, is the obviously first bit that comes out of the day. Shouldn't. Yeah, no. Just because you see something, it doesn't mean that you have the rights to go and no. assume that you are able to do that, because most times you're not going to be able to do it. No. Um, but definitely, it's, it's kind of hard to answer, because, like, again, I kind of... From the media side, the whole uh, like it's like video games do they cause violence, which has been you know repeatedly proved they don't. bullshit. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a bit, it's, it's, a bit like, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's. The I same mean, thing Russell, Russell Howard always <laughs> says about. Um, I remember the one from Russell Howard is um, if video games cause violence, then why isn't he hitting um, bricks and eating mushrooms um, <laughs> from his childhood? Yeah, yeah. Super Mario Brothers Super for Mario any Brothers. of you that are like born in two thousand or something. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, do you think it's along the same lines then? That it's it's because I think in my mind I, I find it different because the other is fiction, and yeah. that's why it's not true because people aren't you know despite certain votes and certain things that have happened, certain people that are now in charge, um, you could argue that people are idiots, um, but you know. Best argument against democracy is a five-minute talk with the average voter, as Churchill said. Um, so you could argue, you know, people are, you know. Idiots, and that's why they would potentially um, repeat video games. Um, but if we're giving them a bit more um, nicety than that, then we can say, well, no, because people still know that this is a video game. Yeah. You know, Tekken isn't real. 
someone isn't king and has a lion head on and going around, you know, <laughs> this, is, this isn't real stuff. Yeah. Um, I realise Tekken is probably outdated as well. Sorry, guys. Um, it's still going on, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's Tekken 7. Um, but, of course, that's fiction. Boxing, MMA, things like that aren't. Now, they are controlled... They are controlled but, violence. But they are real violence. People are yeah. actually getting hurt. I mean, there was... Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but there was an MMA fight about four or five years ago where um, a knee effectively crushed someone's skull. Like, the, the oh, front yeah, of their skull was caved in. Yeah. I mean, they survived. They were fine. Um, they were out for many fights. They did, they did come back, um, which I'm not entirely sure I would have done. Um, but... <laughs> After your head is caved in, I don't know, I think there's 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 better choices. But um Yeah. But do you think maybe there's a there's a difference because of that? Because it's not fake. Like yeah. arguments of, you know, you know, Don King and things like that about how fake things are. But you know, it's not there are there are real injuries, there are real um deaths even sometimes, uh, permanent brain damage. There's there's a lot of things that happen. Um do you think maybe that separates that belief in TV causing violence, there's that separation of fiction and non-fiction. To a degree, yeah. It's because you're clearly seeing something that is actually violent. It's no longer just a, a staged punch that's... Yeah. You know, it's not John Wayne swinging a barn door open with his yeah. arm and missing by about five feet and then the camera making it look good. It's Yeah. That's the worst example I can think of for John Wayne because he always made it look shit. But, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm also guessing again, most people listening have no <laughs> idea who John Wayne is. is. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> it's before my time, before our time. Yeah, it's, yeah. But classic example. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, there's. It's now no longer just like even <clears throat> boxing films. You know, it's still staged. It's yeah. There's nothing like the Rocky films, which are for some reason still going. How are they still going? Although we have got to give a little bit of credit to the Rocky films because there is a caveat in all of the Rocky films that if you are the starring lead, you must be hit by your opponent at least once. Um, Which if any of you are ever on YouTube, you can see the reality of why these people actually fight us. Um, uh, Tony Ballou um, hit Michael um, uh, Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, and basically knocked him out by just turning his body. Um, and Dolph Lundgren put, uh, put um, Sylvester Stallone in hospital with a hit that was the equivalent of being hit by a car. Yeah. So again, this is the this is the difference of fiction and non-fiction. Um, but yeah, like you yeah. say, there is there is a, a show. Yeah, it's it's no longer going from just being just the you know this looks good, it oh, looks really yeah. violent and stuff. But you're actually now watching like even boxing isn't as violent as like. Yeah, mixed martial arts because yeah. you don't usually see a person you might occasionally get like a bit of stitching on a glove cuts a guy but yeah. you're not seeing someone being routinely punched repeatedly in the face with just wraps on causing the guy to be bleeding and you know there's more blood shown on MMA now so you're actually seeing a bit more visceral detail to it but yeah although it, which yeah I mean weirdly you say that about boxing um, there's been more brain injuries and deaths since they since introduced boxing uh, gloves yeah. <laughs> Um, because back in the day, people didn't want to, as um, Christoph, when I, 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 I first went to running across, people don't want to um, to hit someone in the face because, especially if they can't hit properly, um, they're going to break their hand <laughs> because heads are, are strong, you know. They're, they're not to protect your brain. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, yeah, so they, they were far more body shots. So it is interesting. It's yeah. just a little tidbit there. But, um, but yeah, like you said, there is... 
there's a definite change in violence. I'm sorry, guys, if you can hear that we have an alarm going off in the background. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, so it's um, it is interesting because there's a, there's a definite change. But um, go back to the point I was saying. Do you think maybe that doesn't really matter because people still have that disconnect, or do you think that now? I don't think they do as much. No, because uh, even um, I post an awful lot on um, like there's the app and the website Cora. There's an awful lot of like that I post shitloads on there. Um, usually replies to about martial arts threads or yep. stunt threads occasionally um, the stuff that I post but an awful lot of stuff in there is like an awful lot of people asking about self-defense comes yep. up on there and about do X, Y and Z martial arts work or does this technique work and they always bring up you know, the usual ones oh, but if these why aren't they in MMA and stuff um, and it's like well it's a sport obviously but getting away from all that I think an awful lot of people, you see the same questions repeatedly coming up on there about mm. what can I do if I'm against X, Y, or Z fighter. And it's like, why are you thinking? Just because, yeah, there's a lot more. Yeah. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yeah. As someone, I can't remember it comes from. It's a no. really old yeah. quote, probably Chinese yeah. proverb or something. But um, it's, you know, well, but there's a lot more access to information now. But so people think that keyboard warriors, there's, you know, so many of yeah. them, people. People believe they know everything they need to know about fighting and martial arts and self-defense and stuff, which an awful lot of people don't. I've included myself in that. Everyone always seems it's to be an ex, an ex police expert officer. in the yeah, yeah, ex <laughs> special forces guy for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's training seventy-five ways to kill someone? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, um, we have but, one locally, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, it's like an awful lot more people seem to like be blurring the lines about you know what they need, you know, thinking that they know how to do these things and like they need to know certain things or like my favorite one is the the idea that you're going to be attacked by a professional fighter on the street is my favorite one and it's like chances are you're not because people who know how to fight don't look around going to get into fights because they know how bloody dangerous they are they don't the one thing <laughs> i will say because I know if any of my students are listening that they're now going to go, ha! Um, is generally, I, generally. I will always point out that because the the easiest response from my students when we will train certain things and I'll train with them to see if they've got something is, yes, but I'm not going to be attacked by you, Adam. And my response is always, you don't know who the hell you're going to get attacked by. Yeah. So I will have that as a caveat. Um, yes, you're right, though. You're right. Most people who know how to fight don't go looking for the fight. Um you just need to be unlucky once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just that one time where actually, you know, you don't realize your instructor's least, yeah. instructor has had a really bad day. You know, it's the it's the um, the, the killing joke from uh, from Batman when the yeah. Joker says, "All you need is all it takes is one bad day." Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely um, there's definitely a, a weird change from people and actually as we've just used um quotes as well um i will say that the response because i've had this with people of just going well, why the hell are you like why do you need to fight um i personally think everyone should try and learn self-defense that's further in my nest slightly but um i think it's a i personally think it's a it's a necessity um in general but that doesn't mean you should be assuming you're going to get attacked all the time and the response I get from this, from people, um, you know, asking similar questions to yourself as, what do I do against this person? What about this person? Is um, a quote. And it's always the same quote, which is, it is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Um, which I do like as a quote. It's a great quote. If it's used properly. Right. <laughs> and it's not by these guys, because 
there's this idea, we, we use the word keyboard, keyboard warrior, but I think there's also the case that just people, this idea of warrior is, now, it's not fair, because to a point, because if we look at the word warrior, if it comes from the East, where they've used the word warrior, they are not meaning it the same as we do. It is, <laughs> it is just not that, I mean, I'm, I'm one of the martial arts that I've done and will be doing, hoping to um, become uh, my black belt equivalency in, has the word warrior in it, also from the east and was created on an island in Asia, the word warrior does not mean the same to them. In fact, it may not even be the proper translation if we have somebody else do it. It's but the word warrior over here is well, I'm a warrior. You know, I've done I've done the Spartan race, therefore I'm a warrior. I've I work out and now I've got amazing traps. I'm a warrior. You know, no, you're fucking not. You're not a warrior. You're not a seven. You know, you're not a seventeenth-century um, feudal lord. You're, it's just not happening. It's, um, but unfortunately, people do have this viewpoint. And like you say, there's always people that kind of want to go. Yes, but this martial art doesn't work. This martial art doesn't work. I know. I love. Always love that. I know. I'm not entirely sure how you know, but yeah. um, there's plenty of YouTube clips that show even the what's considered as soft martial arts actually being used in MMA. The only difference is they they're put on properly um, because people in dojos tend to flip themselves out of stuff because they know it fucking hurt. Um, yeah. It's, you know, that's why that's why we tap. Uh, it's, uh, um, that's why we teach people how to fall over. Yeah, exactly. I mean, any anyone that's been in my classes when me and Tom were both there, you'll see how much quicker me and Tom tap than you guys. The amount of times I have to tell people to tap and both times when myself and Tom have shown you wrist locks or anything like that, you'll notice how quickly we both go to tap because we both know that if the other person puts it on a bit more, it'll probably break our arm. Um, and that's not the idea. Um, so, yeah, you, we always have these warriors and keyboard warriors and things like this. And, yeah, I think, yeah, you get people asking the question because they want to be the next MMA star. Yeah. Um, it might happen. You never know. But it chances are slim. But even some of the stars can't really fight. Right. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking one specific, I won't mention their name, but when they went back to their hometown, they had the shit kicked out of them by a couple of locals. Because um, if you think of MMA, I'm only saying MMA, guys, purely because it's the one that is the most popular and it's the one that everyone kind of thinks of as, I am now a complete fighter. It's like bloody um, Scott Adkins in um, Unbreakable. Unbroken? Unbro- so one of them. Um, you know, you're not... You're not I should know this because I know people who've worked with it. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, God. What is it? Undisputed? Undisputed. That's the one. Um, so you're not him. Boyka. You're not the most not complete Boyka fighter. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not, um, you're not Boyka. Um, it's, you know, there are rules. There are things you can't do. Weirdly enough, one of the rules in MMA comes from a charlatan. And it was in the early days of MMA, they went to a karate exhibition Um and somebody was breaking bricks or breaking um, planks, I think. And they'd cut the planks beforehand. Uh-huh. And then they... Pre-dried, pre-cut. Yeah. And they had... Then they elbowed, they elbowed straight through. Now, I'm not saying elbows aren't dangerous. They bloody are. But the guy went through like 30 without trying. Um, like, there was no practice. He just... It's straight through. Um, and so they banned it because they said, well, that's just far too dangerous. Um, which probably, arguably, a, a good thing to ban it. In in terms of an athletic fight, um, but yeah, it actually comes from a, a complete charlatan. The the early rules, um, but 
the other thing to um, think about that is if you're on the floor, guys, uh, they will use their elbow because they're there. It's a lot easier to use their elbows if they're nearer to you than it is for them to use their arms and try and punch you because why the hell would you do that? So, you know, I think that, you know, the the two go together and you get a lot of worries just going, well, they don't use it in this, they don't use it in that. And it's like, yeah, no, but they also don't use a lot of other stuff because there's a lot of stuff that's banned. I can't, you know, if you did an MMA fight, you can't break someone's fingers. Um, You're not allowed to do small joint manipulation, which if you're on the ground... Arguably, if you're on the ground and they are trying to cover up, I would just use small joint manipulation because it's a hell of a lot more painful than punching them. Unless that first punch is breaking something, I can be a lot more um, dangerous with just small joint manipulation. Um, That's going to hurt them a hell of a lot more, probably be a lot more permanent. Um, So there's even things like that that are reducing this. But unfortunately, as we're saying, there is still this image in people's head of yeah but now they do it which means you know i can be the next star or and it's potentially causing or at least part of the socioeconomic and everything else this move towards a more violent society i don't know if that's going to get i mean do you have any faith that that's going to get better any better so we're going to you know it's going to get less violent or actually you did say you weren't sure it was more violent but that will have um less severe um, crime, because I mean, at the moment, I think even if it's a uh, maybe not more crime, and even if we take out the knives, potentially people are more prepared to really hurt someone than say 20, 30, 40 years ago when it was just punch them, they're out, this is done, I'm going back to the pub. Whereas now they're on the floor, okay, they're out unconscious, right? Let's stamp on the head. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, it does seem to be a shift there. Do you think that's do you think there's anything on the horizon that's going to make that better, or is it just a fact of life now? I mean, you'd hope the answer would be yes to that, but yep. I mean, everyone hopes that things are always going to get better, but life never works out quite that way, does it? Is the slightly pessimistic view in my point, but yep. in my experience, it tends to be the way it actually goes, um, unfortunately. But I mean, I don't know if it's going to get worse or if it's going to get better, because I'm, I'm not psychic, which is yep. true, but you know, I Talk don't see, uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see anything making it get better there's no there's nothing happening that i can see for that's really making it not be as big an issue yeah I mean, politicians for what they're worth on things like this the ideas about reducing knife crime all this stuff it's like yeah they, they have to be seen to be doing something but all the stuff they suggest is it's a band-aid being applied to a broken limb is yeah. well, i've gone so american with that phrase wow <laughs> Band-aid. Plaster. Yeah. God, I watched too many American films in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the thought in my head is, I mean, I don't see an end either. I, I hope that there's going to be an end to more extreme stuff. Potentially people realise, wait, because I think we start to get back to um, state of nature and um, Hobbesian way of thinking, which, and if you're doing politics or philosophy, go and look up Leviathan. Um Elements of law, natural politique is where I'm going. Um, but, yeah, the, you know, the, that's where we, we start to have the state of nature. Oh, I can go and kill or I can go and hurt someone else. Oh, wait, shit, they can do the same to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need to be more civilised. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful yeah. that would happen. Um, the only thing that I can think of that I, and again, it's like further around nest, but the only thing that in my mind makes sense as to doing that is if... Um, things like one first aid and also um, self-defense slash martial arts are 
part of the national curriculum. Because if they are, yeah. then we get onto um, uh, what's his name syndrome from um, Incredibles, which is if everyone's super, no one is. And if everyone can defend themselves, what the hell? Like, if everyone's able to fight, then no one's able to fight because you're all on an, at, at least to a point, all on an even keel. Um, you know, it's you. Yeah. You then wouldn't necessarily go out of your way to attack someone because, oh shit, they can they can stop yeah. me. Um, you know, there's there's usually the anecdotal thing of you'll you'll find a group of chavs. Um, this is why I have interesting views about Kent because of course the word chav comes from Kent. Um, housing and violence, if you believe the origin myths, but um... yeah. Um, so you know, you have a group of ten chavs, and yeah. one person will be actually fuck off and suddenly those 10 dwindle because there's not really a, a there's not really a fight there they 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 are confident if it's 10 people but uh oh wait a minute there's one person that's prepared to fight all 10 of us maybe, maybe not. not um a bit like jack reacher you know there's there's five of us nah, no there's not um there's always two that run and it's this it's it's reality um so that's the only way in my head that you get anywhere with it that if you make it part of the curriculum you literally go you know what everyone is going to learn how to defend themselves this is just part of and it's not even i don't think it's a bad thing i think some people will think of it as oh well you know that's almost like a less violent way of arming everyone like america does is making sure everyone can defend themselves but in my mind it's just if nothing else i mean if you're teaching them self-defense is slightly different because there's less um there's less spirituality there's less um softness to self-defense that i would do um even the martial arts that i taught were more self-defense focused with Bartitsu because it was from a victorian era where no one gave a shit um but i think there's less of a um, there's less of a nicety to those things but in terms of martial arts you do have i mean i was taught how to meditate the same time i was taught martial arts i can now meditate i now um can instruct in meditation because i went into a nice little course that tried to tell me in a day what i've known for several decades um but you know there there's a i was i was taught how to meditate i was taught um control and a lot of things through my time doing martial arts that um make it to me not about the violence i never thought about um about it in that way until I was was homeless and actually okay now shit this means something different now and that's where I think my switch to self-defense came um because it was the streets and actually it was like okay now I have to do a bit of this and a bit of that and most of the time run the fuck away um but I think martial arts especially along with maybe self-defense more specifically I think a mixture of both doesn't necessarily have to be a bad move it's simply a another way to help and really is is potentially a way of relaxing and and um and um calming pupils i mean even just there yeah it's useful life skills taught in again like you said you get like you know relaxation meditation these are all most arts will teach you a variant form of something that does this yeah um another pleasure i'm dropping you know dropping an advert here but um christoph you know, yep. he now is a, does hypnotherapy and does a, you know he's reading and saying more and more about how an awful lot of the stuff that he's reading on people um, like trained martial artists 
But he's now looking at it, realizing that they were using hypnotherapy tricks. Yeah. We'll say here, guys, the hypnotherapy that Christoph does is accredited and it's more along the lines of a deep meditation. meditation he's yeah. not doing a Paul McKenna trick. Um, yeah. it's, there, is, there is actual, yeah, it's an actual counseling, ther- yeah. counseling therapy. Yes, so yeah. It's just, just to make it more specific yeah. for some people that would hear meditation, uh, sorry, hear um, hypnotherapy and think yeah. of, you know, that. Yeah. But, um, no, no. Probably could. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, but it, yes, yeah, it teaches, I mean, even just on other things that I find, again, I'm, this is mostly because it's what I mainly specialize in teaching is like things like falling over. Yep. How to do it without breaking yourself. Yeah. I would consider that a very useful life skill to have. And if I'd known that growing up, an awful lot of people I know, if they'd known that while growing up, how to do this without, you know, putting your arm out and breaking your arm or something, I wouldn't have like a dislocated collarbone. If I'd known how to roll out and land and probably, you know, not injure myself just by falling over and tripping on a shoelace or something. Yeah, and I mean, actually... But these are like loads of skills that are covered in just traditional martial arts training. And they get ingrained to a point as well. And they get ingrained, yeah. Um, Saying about specifically the one about not hurting yourself when you fall over, I mean, we've talked about this before, but um, for myself, I am not the best at throwing myself. (laughs) I can do it, and I do it in a tradition of judo, which Mm -hmm. is different to yourself, um, which in the minds of some martial arts would be the way to hurt yourself. But actually, as you've said, if you get up and you're not hurt, it doesn't matter. I've thrown myself on concrete. It's fine. Um, it's ingrained yeah. and because a lot of my um, training since has not meant that I've not practiced it possibly as much as I as I would do because our backgrounds although we have some overlaps are very different in the way we've gone um, you've stuck to a lot more of the soft martial arts mm-hmm. I've started in the soft martial arts and dipped in that but actually a lot of the time as well gone into the hard martial arts by the way guys just anyone that doesn't know what the hell I'm on about um, soft martial arts would be things like judo jiu-jitsu aikido where you're much more reliant on movement and redirection of force um, really helpful in with um, certain things and at certain times um, hard martial arts um, and this is a martial art boxing um, definitely taekwondo karate um, Muay Thai, these are the hard martial arts where it is basically, um, you know, there are some softness, there's some softness to it, but brute force is what's going to do it for that martial art. Um, so that's where there's been a change. Um, I've overlapped with, with both. Um, and there is no one catch-all martial art. So this, no, you, said about, you said about different martial arts that teach diff- different things, but they all have a certain element. Um, yeah. That's another case. I mean, I've trained now because I overlap on my training in different martial arts quite a lot because... I like to mix it up like that. It's quite interesting. Um, so I've done now uh, systems, martial arts, self-defense and martial arts systems. I mean, it's nearly 20 now over the past 30 years I've been doing it. Various grades from beginner up to instructor level and kind of, there's not really a beyond, but you know, yeah. beyond to a point um, from, from recognition for some self-defense. Um, so there is no... There is no amazing martial art. I take bits and pieces from everything, as I think everyone does. Um, I know that there's skill sets that myself and Tom have that um, one of us couldn't do the other and vice versa. I know, for instance, that I can do um, wrist locks and I I can do them well enough. I also know that um, push down to shove that Tom in locks would um, definitely his expertise go over mine. 
and the same the other way in terms of striking. Yeah. Tom has done striking. Tom can defend himself with strikes. But if it came to it, my strikes, because of the, the training that I've done and the way I've done it, are far more dangerous when it comes to it. But that's just because the path we take, um, neither one is necessarily better. And for every different circumstance, there's a different way of getting out of it anyway. The main thing in my mind would be um, actually just just taking bits and pieces. Actually just training. Just training. At just the end of the day, training. training like, in the room. Uh, the amount of times you get people that's going, oh, I've, I've heard that doing this is the best way to get better at this. The best way to get better at it is to go and train. Um, I've been lax on some of my training. I've been overly, um, you know, kind of encompassed in other training. And you, yep. unsurprisingly, you get better at the one that you're all encompassing of. Um, that's just how it's going to work. So, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of agree on the point of having martial arts or self-defense. I, like I say, I think more uh, martial arts because of the spirituality and the the nicety of it in schools and there doesn't oh, even the Japanese I mean how many yes. years but yeah. 10 15 years ago every high school you had you had a choice of I believe it was kendo judo or depending on access to what they had it would, be, it would have been karate aikido or a other yeah. form of martial art and you had to do that for I think it was the last two years of Japanese high school was how they had to do it in certain provinces and stuff it was it was part of the required syllabus yeah. I mean I, I'd have made it I mean, I, I, I don't know what, where, how old were you when you started martial arts? I was, a, well, uh, I was 11 when I started Aikido. I was about five or six when my nan introduced me to judo right. stuff, about eight when I did Taekwondo yeah. and on and off. So, yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, so no, and I was, I was four when I started, yeah, so. um, when I started judo. Um, like I say, 1989, six, I was, uh, five, yeah, yeah, five, I was, six, yeah. So I was four when I became a yellow belt, um, which in some mind, people's minds is a bit weird, but yeah, so I would have made that a lot earlier. Um, there's actually a, a, um, a film with Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren where Brandon Lee um, beats a load of people up with a, with a, he's a, he's a, they're both coppers and Dolph Lundgren just kind of goes, um, I can't remember now, but he asked him when he started that, yeah. martial arts and he says five and he just went, you'd have been in a lot better form if you'd started a couple of years earlier. So um, there's, you know, um, those who don't know, Brandon Lee was Bruce, Lee, Bruce Lee's son. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's I, I would have done that. But, yeah, the Japanese doing that doesn't surprise me. I didn't know it, but it doesn't surprise me. I don't, um, know, if they, I don't know if it still is part of the curriculum, yeah. but it's... Obviously, probably not continuing the Asian um, methods of training potentially over here because I think yeah, we may have some issues. You might have issues with that. Yes. I've, I've, as um, pointed out by my Taekwondo instructor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, a friend of mine, when um, his instructor went over to um, uh, to Korea and they had, uh, I think it was a baseball bat or something like that, and um, in very broken English just went, uh, big stick make good student, yes. Um you know, that's the way of doing it. And I always say to people that um, those that start martial arts now compared to when I started is very different. I think from oh, yeah. the late 70s to the mid 90s, they just kind of just went, yeah, yeah, yeah there's our kids. Just just, just teach them, look after them. And then in the mid 90s, they suddenly went, wait a minute, what the hell have you been doing to our kids? You know, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're way more, they're, you know... Because I mean, it's I, a bit less Shaolin Spartan kind of. Yeah, thing. like I would. You'll, you'll recover from this because you will bounce physically and mentally. Yes, exactly. Oh, you you can't do the splits. We'll just push you until you can. Um, we'll just pull your arms. My taekwondo instructor was famous. For yes, three weeks in. If you couldn't do the splits, you were physically pushed into. It. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know if my double jointedness in my is because I'm naturally that, or because I was abused as a child by martial artists. <laughs> well, <laughs> and forced into yeah. positions like the splits. Be, and stuff. be specific there, guys. Sorry, not um, like the, yeah, yeah, abused in terms of making making you, making you yeah. do martial arts stuff. Not um, anything else. Yes. Yeah, I mean, same. For someone my my size and build, people always get a little bit confused that I can jump into the splits, that I can, uh, you know, like do things When you about. did it in front of all your students, and they were like... <gasps> yeah. I, yeah. I saw it coming. It was like, because I'm lonely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, those of you that listened, some of you would have been there when somebody just went, oh, well, do it then. And I just took my, my shoe off and just went into it because it's it's not it's not that difficult because we had different training. So maybe not carrying on the Asian tradition of how you train people. Um, but definitely, I think there's there's discipline as well that comes with it. Oh, um, again, obviously, discipline's different to how it would be in Japan or anywhere else, anywhere. Um, especially, say, the Philippines, um, where they train with live knives. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, but I, I do think it's probably helpful, and I think it would be something that then um, helped society in general um, because yeah. violence, I think, would almost definitely go down. As you were saying earlier, although you can be attacked by anybody, people that know how to fight generally don't want to. Um, because they know how dangerous things yeah. can be. It's... They know a fight isn't five minutes long like on no. the films. It's 10 to 30 seconds, and it ends a hell of a lot worse. Um, you know, it's when you smack someone's head off of brickwork, it, they don't get back up. They don't get back up, <laughs> and they don't know. bounce quite as well as people. You know, like no, me, no, exactly. Look, you know? I mean, I, I always love the the thing that we had a grandmaster in judo that came over when I was younger, and um, he always he asked, you know, what is the best thing to do if you're having you self defence or anything like that, and we always came up with our different, you know, ipponsinaki, um, courage, whatever it was, yeah. and he just went. Uh, no, 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 you hit them as hard as you can if they get back up, run. <laughs> um, and that's that's pretty much it, because he knew, as people that fight do, if you not hit someone as hard as you can, or if you mat, smack their head off of the brickwork, they're out. They are out for the count. If they've got back up, they're inhuman. So um, that's something that doesn't seem to be recognised now because of the films, and because of MMA, things like that. But so when people know how to fight, and they know how dangerous it is, like you say, perhaps that will... I say will as if I'm going to change government policy, but um, that could, could. Um, mean that fights don't happen because, again, in line with the the kind of Hobbesian way of thinking of if I can hurt them, that means they can hurt me. Um, and I don't want that to happen. Now, there's always going to be some idiots. There's always going to be dickheads that just kind of go, I don't care. I just want to fight. Yeah. But I think it could be a change back to more traditional. If there's a fight, it's simply, you know, we'll have a little bit of a, a, a bit boxing of match or a little bit of a scrap because we don't want to take anything further because yeah. I don't know what you can do. I don't know what your mates can do. I don't want to get into this. So it would be a lot more refreshing. Um, maybe that's just a mix of nostalgia and wishful thinking, but there we go. Yeah. Um, I think we've kind of covered, we started off with just general, there's the only downside was going with general violence in society that we've kind of gone all over the place. Hopefully anyone listening has... Um, has kind of got something out of that. Um, as you can see, we, we have uh, our views aligned to a point, but there are certain certainly differences, um, potentially because of backgrounds and different martial arts and different ways of thinking. Um, the people that trained us, um, I think I'm possibly a little bit meaner, um, but that's 
that's probably I think possibly meaner in terms of my general thinking um, because of the fact that I was on the street and you know people that trained me were Israeli Defence Force at one point yeah. I think I have a viewpoint of if you're going to attack me it's kind of it's your problem now not yeah. mine um, so we definitely come at different things there but I don't think that we've necessarily disagreed massively on issues in society um, you know the big things that I think people should take away is one don't get into fights if you can help it. Yeah. Just don't fight. Just don't fight. You know, we uh, these not worth it. We are two people that combined um, our martial arts um, knowledge is like over half a century's worth of martial arts and self defense knowledge, um, and we're both and, and we're both instructors at different level at different levels within different bodies and everything like that. We don't both represent the same martial arts self defense um, bodies. We don't represent the same martial arts. Uh, we don't represent the same uh, levels um, in different things. We're different for, for each of it. And I think we would both definitely agree, don't fight for the yeah. love of God. If you're going to do it in sports, great. You know, in terms, yeah, in terms of MMA, as we're saying, I will always say, if you know, people that kind of go um, about MMA, well, why don't you do it? I would lose an MMA octagon because it's athletics. They are fitter than I am. I would run out of puff. I would try and do a move. It'd probably be an illegal one in their rules. Then I would be um, taken to ground and I'd just be like, you know what, I've had enough. Um, it's because it's a different way of thinking. So if you're doing it for sport and you're like, you know what, oh, this will be fun. It'll be a little bit of little bit of training. Like I'm not I'm not averse to in schools it being MMA if it's taught the right way. Um, if it's a sporty type thing, great. It's still the same kind of thing. Um, but you know, um, yeah. Don't 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 just think um, I will. I know those that train with me. There are certain martial arts that I have issue with. Um, there are very most, few. Most students would say the same. Yes, there are very few. However, that I have issue with if you go to their origins. Um, the thing I have issue with is generally the people that are teaching it, um, or the general way it's looked at in the West specifically. Um, but I think yeah, we 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 agree on. Don't fight. If you want to do it for sport, great, do it. It's it's definitely good for sport. If you want to learn how to fight or how to finish stuff or whatever because you just think it'd be a good life life thing to do, definitely do it. It'd be good, like we say in schools, I think it'd be a great idea. But just don't fight in general. If something's going to kick off in a Weatherspoons, get out. Just yeah. If you can see something coming, get out before it does. Um, keep yourself. Don't don't get involved. You know the, the, the thing that I get so much, especially from guys, is... Um, sorry, guys, I'm calling out the kind of toxic masculinity, which I know so many of you will, will hate me even for using that term, but it does exist, especially around fighting. Yeah. And there's uh, a definite thing of, yeah, but they've they've called me a pussy. They've 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 undermined me in front of my girlfriend. They've under who the fuck so cares? <laughs> who the hell cares? At the end of the day, um, you could end up dead because you've got into a fight with this person. You don't know what the hell they're, they're carrying, what they know, who's there with them. You don't know anything about them. Don't get into a fight. Don't don't fight anyway. Don't just not fight because you're scared of dying, by the way. Don't just fight anyway. But like, if they're undermining you, who cares? You walk away, and all that happens is they go back to their mates going, oh, yeah, 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 I scared him off. Okay. And you go off going, okay, I'm going to another pub. What the hell? Like, why would you get in a fight in between? That just means um, one of you's ended up in a police cell, or both of you. One of your both of you's ended up in hospital. 
why? Just go to another pub. Go to a different person. Anything like that. Like, there's absolutely no reason to fight just because someone is saying you are a pussy. Oh, we don't. You know, the amount of times I have had um, people because I've got a reputation just going, oh yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll take you on all that. I don't give a shit. I don't care if you like, if you want to come up to me and try and start a fight. It is not going to happen. Like you have to push very specific buttons. Um, otherwise, I don't care. You can think anything about the fact that I'm not going to fight. I don't care. It's not a thing. I, it doesn't bother me. You know, that's that to- toxic masculinity to talk about. You, you, you don't have to prove you're big and strong. We're not in caveman days. You're not. Who the hell cares? It's simple as that. Um, I, I, I'm presuming you agree with that oh, statement. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I care what you're someone else who I don't even know who has no effect on my life is? Yeah. Why do I care what their opinion of me is? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's... <laughs> they have no effect on me or my life. I mean, I dragged people away from people at pub steps who are doing, oh, giving, giving it all the mouth and calling them, calling them person and stuff. I yeah. literally dragged someone by their shirt away from this, only for them to two seconds later turn around and walk back to them because they were calling them a name yeah we ended up at half two with him having to be looked at by a paramedic (laughs) because he had the shit kicked out of him yeah meanwhile I was stood there had you know ended up scaring off the two of them who decided to start the fight and they ended up buggering off because one of them didn't know how to fight and ended up taking his belt off and swinging at me Mm. missed every single time uh, I to the point where I went fuck it caught the belt and now what are you going to do to him and he kind of went and ran (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious, um, but yeah, I've you know this is this uh, well, is it? up North Kent, south you know, south of London area, mm. and it's like yeah, it's not worth it. It's just yeah, I mean the most amusing one I had was um, yeah, you uh, you're not, you're not a pussy. You're now also having yeah. your ribs X-rayed in case yeah. they're broken. Congratulations, you're a twit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the one that amused me the most was uh, a few years ago when the society started was um, a rugby fresher, I think it was, tried to start fighting well, I'm me. I'm not surprised it's rugby. Um, <laughs> and nothing against rugby there, guys, because one no, of the guys no. that defends is rugby as well. Yeah. So My great the, the VP... Yeah, the, the, but, um, <laughs> there's a reputation. Um, but the, they have a reputation for a reason. But there was um, my VP, who actually, uh, for the society, um, who was rugby, and the president, because I've not always been president, I've just been the instructor, started off because I was brought in. Um, and yeah, the, the president and the vice president both stood up and just stood in front of this guy and just went, no. It's like walk away. I think that's what amused me because he was there just kind of going, "Well, I, I'm I'm bigger, strong rugby. I'm gonna I'm gonna take him on there with that." No, you're not. Walk away. Um, and it is amusing because you don't know anything. You don't know who it is. Don't just don't fight. Um, as well, as, I mean, as much as that, I think the main thing is somewhat cynically and not exactly a, a view of great hope is that we don't know if it's going to get better. We also don't necessarily know whether whether it's got worse. All that we know is. Again, seemingly there's an extreme look up the statistics and yeah. stuff so, but yeah. there seems to be at least an extreme change in that the violence is now it's not stopping with you know punch the face oh you got blue nose cool let me buy your pint it's not stopping there anymore it's stopping with he's on the ground kick him in the ribs kick him in the face or stab him um, yeah. which is a bit bleak but we have some hope that there might be change um, at the end of the day guys the main thing is to just be careful we said with the Canterbury incident the other day that was broad daylight so um, you know do be careful try and be aware um, that doesn't mean you're going to be paranoid don't, please don't be paranoid not everyone is out to get you um, but just be aware just have a look in the room 
be aware of your surroundings when you're there. Um, I would say uh, do go and check out local martial arts um, and self-defense people. Um, I'm not entirely sure there are many self-defense, specifically just self-defense uh, around the area. I think it's mainly something and self-defense. I mean, you are about it. Well yeah, so, um, so do look up martial arts as well, guys. It's not just, you know, come and see me because I haven't got the time to see all of you anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, go and look at local martial arts um, if you're worried. It's better to do that and be taught some awareness um, than live your life paranoid. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's it. I don't think I have much more uh, to, to say. Um, that's been a slightly longer one there, guys. Um, I don't know how long these are going to go in general. Obviously, this is the first one. Um, next time, I'll be talking to uh, Dan Blackwell, who is a um, former one-to-one -one student of mine and is a member of the Self-Defence and Wellbeing uh, he came to me because he was a victim of violence and has um, kind of gone on from there. And we're going to be talking um, basically whether it's worth doing um, self-defence, whether it's just my opinion being thingy, what, what I said this time, or whether there's actually some benefit in general of self-defence. Not martial arts, but self-defence I'm going to be talking about next time. So um, thank you to Tom for coming and uh, chatting. And... Um, Hopefully you've got something out of this, guys, and we will um, see you next time. Thanks.